Welcome to the December 2023 edition of the Presale Pulse, a real estate show dedicated to everything happening in real estate across Metro Vancouver and the Fraser Valley. I'm your host, Ryan Lalonde, and just deck the halls with applause. <laughs> Emily Canada's driving force behind sales and marketing success, Susanna Gonzalez. <laughs> Thank you. Today, we're thrilled to be filming at the Lodana by Circanian Group Sales Gallery in West Coquitlam. In under two weeks since its official launch, phase one is already 50% sold. We've had a really great response from agents and home buyers. The part of that success can be attributed to the limited time deposit structure and early buyer reward. When you purchase a home, pay just 5% deposit at offer and the remaining 5% by March 31st, 2024. On top of that, enjoy an early buyer reward of up to $25,000 off your home. But we're nearing the end of this prom promotion term, so give us a call if you're interested. Intro, shameless plug. Yeah, exactly. I had to. Yeah. Well, it's the last pre-sale pulse and the last macro snapshot of the year. And what a year it's been. Crazy. That's for sure. We're going to be doing a full debrief of pre-sale in 2023 in our trending topic segment. So make sure to check that out. In the meantime, though, I figured it would be interesting to revisit where the macro, macro indicators were at the beginning of the year compared to now. Oh, I love it. Okay. Uh, let's, let's start high level. Uh, let's go Q1. The economy was still running hot across the board. That prompted a lot of worry that the rate hikes weren't going to do their job. I think all of us were feeling that. Yeah, that's right. At that time, we saw an overall quarterly GDP growth rate of 3.1% that was accelerated from the 0% in Q4 2022 and far above typical levels. Now, for reference, long-term average growth is about 0.8% per quarter. And remember, this was after almost a full year of rate hikes already. And now in comparison, our most recent quarter of 2023 saw the economy contract by 1.06%. Yeah, I think GDP growth in the economy is positive, but the levels we were seeing in Q1, they were just unsustainable. Now, at the same time, the current status quo is seeing GDP shrinking. We love that, which will weigh in on the markets next year because that impacts interest rates, which is top of mind for all of us. Right? Yeah, the difference between then and now is meaningful. In fact, I remember vividly that our January episode came off the heels of labor report that completely blew out expectations. Canada added over 100,000 jobs in December versus 5,000 that was forecasted, substantially shifting the minds of many economists. I remember that moment. Uh, we were hoping for signs of a moderate economy, and we were just gifted with a 20x. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, unemployment, that was a record low throughout 2022 and into 2023 at 5%. And again, in comparison to the current market, which has softened consecutively over the past five months, we were seeing a new rate of 5.8%. Again, hard to celebrate that under more traditional circumstances, but again, we're, we're happy with that. Now, of course, the larger picture uh, does include more than just employment. Uh, the labor forecast miss was only one example of the uncertainty that was swirling around at that time. There were several other forecasts that completely missed the mark, expecting or perhaps hoping for transitory inflation, which of course has not been the case. And that's that's not to say that there is an uncertainty remaining now, Suze, but a much clearer path to landing, so to speak, has emerged since then. And we're now focused on getting there smoothly rather than wondering if and when it might happen. Um, there are headwinds ahead, primarily from slower growth in 2024, but rate hikes are certainly working their way through the economy and reduced uncertainty will allow both buyers and developers to make stronger decisions more confidently. Yeah, and I must say it does feel good to be ending the year thinking about rate cuts and when they'll happen versus uh, rate hikes. So let's move on to pre-sale. That's great, Sue. So two key takeaways here that we want to leave you with. One, several macroeconomic indicators are collectively pointing to a cooling economy with GDP shrinking even in the last quarter. And number two, the current macro landscape is very different from this time 
last year as we prepare for rates to continue to funnel down, slowing the economy further and setting us up for rate cuts and less uncertainty in 2024 and 2025. Now let's switch gears just a little bit. Uh, let's talk about pre-sale market in November. Suze, you have the honors. Yeah, we definitely started to feel the slowdown of the holiday season last month as people started prepping for holiday shopping and festivities. The sentiment in the market is that buyers are tired and weary, and we know that sometimes too much choice can also make it hard to decide. And with so much inventory dropping in October, people are taking their time. They're looking around, and for some, just a bit overwhelmed. So no surprise, November saw only half of the project launches compared to the previous month. The combination of less new inventory and a seasonal dip in demand led to a notable quieter month. In November, we saw nine project launches totaling just over 1,400 total units and 700 units that were released to the market. The majority of the projects that came to market are wood frame construction in the Fraser Valley, which I know Britt will be excited to talk about later. She always is. Yeah. Uh, October, big month uh, for project launches. There was also a larger focus on concrete products centered around urban areas such as Burnaby and Coquitlam. Suze, what is the trade-off right now between postponing a launch until the new year as opposed to debuting now in a calmer market setting? That's a great question. And we tend to get that a lot from our clients as well. We've seen varying degrees of success in those projects that decided to unveil right before the end of the year. Sky Living, for example, is the only concrete launch of the month. A tower in Surrey City Centre, they decided to release a third of their inventory before the end of the year and sold all 125 units. They're releasing phase two in spring 2024. This project had been previewing since September to gauge interest and decided to launch to realtors first and then to the greater market in November. However, working in their favor was the fact that there had not been another concrete launch in city center since early spring. So it is project and market dependent as there are others that come to market this month that did not experience the same amount of success. Yeah, I, I think the difference uh, to, to us is the experience and brand reputation of both the developer and the sales team. Buyers that are touring sales centers in November and December are fewer, but typically they are more serious right now. Conversion rates are representing that. So although sales floors can be a little bit more subdued in terms of overall numbers, uh, you're tending to see that those that are committed and willing uh, are getting the deal done. Yeah, that's right. And it's the projects that have an experienced sales team with established realtor databases, strong connections in the local community that can really capitalize on that small but valuable pool of buyers. Other programs that don't necessarily have that depth can really struggle during this time. And we actually saw Anthem do a similar approach with their South Yards project right now, uh, just releasing a, a little bit of inventory to a very key select group of realtors, uh, and they're seeing some success at that right now as well. Now with Lunar New Year right around the corner uh, as well, we can expect new project launches with some very appealing incentives coming to the market over the next couple of months. All of us are following that really closely because we know it's going to impact pricing or certainly absorption rates in a very in a variety of different ways. Yeah, four pre-sale projects are coming to market, just over 1,100 units. Uh, that includes Walnut Park and Langley and Town Center and Coquitlam, which we'll dive deeper into, into during our pre-sale feature. Yeah. Uh, the proposed count seems very limited, Suze, but in line with what I'd expect given the time of the year and the rumors about interest rates potentially dropping in the new year. Yeah, it's not traditionally the best time to launch, but for those that have been previewing and gaining interest, you also want to get those deals in before the new inventory is released in January. Yeah, and I think uh, right now it also means that there may be a few deals to be had right now on the sales floor while things are a bit quieter. Everyone's thinking about what's coming January and February, and so there might be some great deals out there right now. Now, to wrap up the pre-sale pulse portion of the show, I'll leave you with a few takeaways. Demand and new inventory coming to the market has declined over the last month, and it is expected to do so for the last few weeks of the year. In the new year, the potential of declining interest rates 
coupled with new project launches, enticing Lunar New Year incentives could really spark buyers' interest and increase demand in the first couple of months of 2024. You know what I realized we haven't talked about yet? Let's talk about it. Metro Town. Metro Town. <laughs> A busy few months with launch after launch after launch, but have these projects been able to perform? Yeah, some have definitely done better than others. One standout has been Citizen, which is now 75% sold. Rain has also been doing quite well with around 50% sold. As to be expected, we've seen more affordable towers move faster than luxury ones, such as Soul House and Greenhouse. Yeah, it, it seems one thing all the projects seem to have in common right now is that purchasers for all developments have primarily been of Asian descent with a mix of investor and end user prototypes. When the market becomes saturated with five launches in such a short amount of time and everybody is going after similar demographic, competition gets really, really fierce. That's what we're experiencing now. Yeah, especially in this landscape. We've definitely seen developers getting creative with their incentives as well. Love it. That's giving more opportunity to home buyers that are out there hunting. Um, I was also just thinking about Bosa's new rental incentive for Soul House. Uh, they're currently offering a cover two years of property management fees with a minimum guaranteed rental revenue that they will make up if it's not reached. Yeah, I thought the way that they marketed it was quite strong as well. The rents that Bose is guaranteeing are pretty typical for the area, especially if you consider the fact that this will be four to five years uh, in the future, during which rental rates will likely keep increasing. But when purchasers see the end number of, say, 72000 in rental income over two years for a studio home, it begins to look more attractive and almost gives them the feeling that they're gaining that 72000 as an incentive. I think it's more important than ever these days to market your incentives with a unique perspective that is appealing to the purchasers. So really trying to understand the challenge that they're attempting to overcome and then how can we provide a solution? Yeah, overall, the five launches in Metro Town have brought 1,500 new homes into market with various sales activity. We've seen over 500 homes or around 30% of that inventory sold since these five projects have launched in Metro Town. What an incredible outcome. Yeah, it's really a pretty strong number given the amount of inventory as it was. And it certainly speaks to the overall depth of the marketplace, right? There was a lot of concern and worry going into September how those five projects would perform. What we're seeing right now is what we've always seen in Metro Town. There's steady demand with the right product and the right mix. They will be successful. Yeah, they still have a, a ways to go, obviously, to get to their pre-sale test. But I think in this market, those are, are pretty decent results to get started with. Yeah, All right, next up, let's talk about Town and Center by Mosaic Homes. Coming up in Coquitlam Town Center, Town and Center will consist of two towers. Their first release is their South Tower, which will be 30 stories and offer 222 units, ranging from studios all the way to three bedrooms. Now, it's it's been actually quite a while since we've seen a new project launch around Coquitlam Town Center, so we're looking forward to this one. Yeah, as Mosaic said themselves, Town and Center is the first opportunity to buy presale in that specific pocket in six years. And I think that's a big reason why it has been such a popular project. When you really think about it, it's kind of an ideal spot to be investing in. You already have the SkyTrain station, all the necessary amenities nearby, so you don't have to wait for that growth. But at the same time, you know the entire area is undergoing a revamp, and the city is focused on bringing even more amenities and housing to that node to renew it as the heart of Coquitlam. We actually did a video on this over a year ago, if you remember, so check that out if you haven't seen it. Pair that with, of course, the brand reputation in Mosaic, and I think there is a strong case to be made there. Uh, ab absolutely, Suze. There's just so much potential for that area, and it's by a great developer, right? Very, very thoughtful homes. They're going to be winners. Now, it also wouldn't be a surprise to see many West Coquitlam buyers slowly gravitating towards Coquitlam Center instead, I think, at this point in time. Yeah, especially for price. Now, as for their floor plans, they've really managed to fit a lot into 635 square feet. They're offering a compact two-bed, two-bath to feel very spacious. Oh, uh, so true. I believe big reasons they've been able to fit so much in such a small area of space has been the flex-form closet systems that they're offering for those plans. 
offering built-in storage solutions takes away the need to have dedicated closets. Plus, when you have nightstands built into these storage solutions, it really doesn't feel like you're compromising on much. Yeah, we've also noticed this trend in other developments, such as Ashley and Format. I think as time goes on, more and more developers will begin incorporating this into their homes as a way to make smaller spaces more efficient. Agreed. Now, it sounds like they have been uh, a big hit so far. They began contract writing in early December, and they've seen a lot of interest in their age plan. That's, uh, that's something that's standing out right now. Now, additionally, their studios and their one beds have been extremely popular, as you'd completely expect, with extremely limited inventory remaining for their one-bedroom homes. Yeah, now let's talk resale stat. Oh, let's get into it. Uh, there was a dip in sales activity in November at 1,702 sales. This is a decrease of 14.7% from last month, but an increase of almost 5% from the same time last year. I'm going to say it, Sue, as you called it last month. Yeah, that's right. And despite the festive spirit in the air, the lack of momentum in market activity that we felt in October has snowballed into November. Sales this month are 33% below the 10-year seasonal average, equating to around 840 fewer transactions. As the number of active listings remains high on average, combined with the seasonal slowdown typically experienced during the holidays, buyers have more product to choose from and demand will most likely continue to take a holiday hiatus for the remainder of the year. That's interesting, Sue, because even despite the BOC's decision to hold interest rates in September and at their final announcement of the year on December 6th, it seems as buyers are really remaining cautious and taking that time that they need making a purchase decision. And now market conditions are more balanced. Even with the slowdown in demand, there was less overall inventory in November when compared to last month. It is worth mentioning, though, that supply levels are 3.7% above the 10-year average for November. At just under 11,000 total active listings, month-to-month -month active listings have decreased by 5.8%, while year-over-year -year they've increased by 13.5%. Yeah, you know, November also experienced a 10% increase, a little bit under that, in newly listed properties compared to the last year. Yet new listings fell about 3% below the 10-year uh, seasonal average. And while there's an increase in overall listings compared to the seasonal average, a smaller proportion are fresh on this month. Yeah, it's a good point. During the holiday season, homes typically spend more time on the market and new listings tend to decline in November and December as potential sellers hold off in listings to spend time with their loved ones. With forecasts of lower interest rates on the horizon, as well as people just feeling the economic crunch a bit more, it's understandable that there is less average new listings this month. As a result, we have maintained a balanced market, uh, sales to active listing ratio of about 16.3%. When you actually break this down, the figure amongst the different property types that range from lower and upper parameters that define really a balanced market. Detached homes have a sales to active listing ratio of about 12.7%, while attached homes and apartments are sitting around 198 and 18.2%. So buyers seem to have a lot more in hand today as they search throughout the market and they can take their time to make the right decision. Yeah, we haven't seen sales to listing ratios this low across all product types since 2019. As a result, benchmark pricing has remained relatively steady over the past few months after experiencing increases earlier in the year. Month over month, we saw a 1% decrease in pricing and a 5% increase year over year with a benchmark price at just over 1.1 million. Uh, thanks, Suze. Now, overall, in the month of November, we witnessed quite the decrease in sales activity when compared to the 10-year seasonal average. This, coupled with higher-than-average inventory levels, has resulted in a balanced market condition that is more in favor of the buyer. As a result, benchmark prices have remained stable following price increases that occurred earlier in the year. And that's a wrap. I think that's it. Uh, that is another episode of the Presale Pulse in 2023. Happy Holiday Edition. So hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And if you haven't already, be sure to check out our Newswire, a daily email roundup of all the breaking news in the world of real estate. 
Thanks for tuning in and joining us at the Lodana Sales Gallery. This year has been quite a roller coaster of a journey in the world of real estate. We're looking forward to 2024 and helping you navigate through it with some actionable intelligence. Uh, I'm also trying to process how I feel about the fact that you didn't even mention my antlers. Um, and I don't know, like, did you expect it? Is this just like, did you even notice? Anyways, we'll uh, we'll talk about that offline. Happy holidays, everyone. Uh, and uh, thanks for tuning in to the Pre-Sale Pulse. You're wearing antlers. Didn't even realize. <laughs> you look fantastic. We'll see you next year.